25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to this snowy edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And somehow, someway, by the grace of God, I'm with you all tonight recording because I just drove a 15-passenger van from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Indianapolis, Indiana. So uh, somehow, someway, uh, I did not wreck the van. So that is a win uh, because those roads were were actually not roads. <laughs> and while he was driving, I was praying. And- it worked out. It worked out because I had Carrie Underwood, Jesus take the wheel, playing in my head multiple times. Uh, And Jesus did, in fact, take the wheel twice. So that was the win. And uh, the hope is that the great people in uh, the state of Indiana, those who work with the Department of Transportation, will do a much better job at cleaning the roads by the time I need to depart on Sunday. Fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed uh yeah same same i had anxiety all day today well because of you being on the road but just in general and i had no plans of even leaving my home because um it is a snowy icy disaster across all of the state of ohio so um and yeah just like when you open the door and you hear like the varying levels of sleet and snow hitting the already existing ice and snow on the ground. Yeah. It's not great. It's not ideal. And the part about it that sucks is it's like, it actually feels like this has kind of been a winter. Like, do you know what I mean? And so I feel like we've we've kind of forgotten what winter is like. And I feel like this winter has been exceptionally wintry. And maybe that's also, like, me moving. Because, like, what I haven't understood, really, about my move to Grand Rapids is sometimes it just snows. And I know that that's a dumb sentence. But, like, sometimes it's not forecasted. And sometimes it doesn't even accumulate. It just kind of, like, is in the air. It kind of just is there. And uh, it just happens. And nothing really changes. Like, nothing... Like, there's no... Kind of like rain in Florida? It literally is kind of like rain in Florida. And I don't love it. Like, I don't... It's pretty. But, like, I don't... I'm kind of past that appeal. Like, it's kind of lost on me now. So I'm really looking forward to when the weather starts to get a little better. Yeah. No, that would make the fear of visiting you less traumatizing. Yeah, I think we just need to accept the fact that you're probably never going to be able to visit me between the months of, like, November until, like, March. Well, unless I fly. That's true. But then I'll just have to drive to go get you in a snowstorm, and then there will be a lot of anxiety happening. We're going to figure it out. All I know is that I've realized that if I don't have to drive in the snow ever again in my life, I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. Yeah, I think that's probably a good thing for both of us. I think it's I, just, we've already been damaged enough. <laughs> and I told my supervisor today, I was like, for the rest of the season, not like for forever when I work here, but at least for the rest of winter 2022, 
I will be working from home any day it snows. Like, I just will. Like, I just, like, that'll be, like, the reality. And I can't really, you can't really expect me to not. So. I think <laughs> I that's really fair know. enough. Right? I felt, I felt similarly. I got a certain level of jealousy today when I saw a former place of employment for both of us being closed today and tomorrow. Which is so weird. It's so like, I've never seen them close that far in advance. I know. And then I was like, girl, you don't get snow days anymore because you work remotely. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like I, I, like I work at an institution of higher education and I, the first week that I was back was when I was in COVID isolation, but they, one of the days was a snow day. Like it, it was pretty particularly bad. And so instead of it being a snow day, everybody was just told to go virtual and COVID has done a lot. COVID's taken <laughs> a lot from us. COVID cannot take away snow days. I get that we all understood and learned how to adapt to a virtual environment. And we all learned how to go to school virtually. We learned how to work virtually. We are not shifting to virtual days when it's snowy. Except for me, this season. But, like, that's not going to be the norm. Like, I refuse to allow that to be the case. COVID took too much and it can't take away snow days. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even with my, like, sister's kids, um... They've had a couple of snow days where it's just been like, oh, we're going to move them to virtual. The teacher's just going to teach from their living room or whatever. Um, but then <laughs> recently it's been, no, the teachers need like a day off as well. So like nobody's nobody's doing anything. Well, and it's like my thing is like it doesn't even have to be every like – I thinking back to when I was a student, I just feel like I would have been okay with maybe like the first day of the month that it's a snow day is an actual snow day. And then any additional days are virtual days. Like I would have been okay with that because like then it means like you're not cutting into summer break if you need to add days to the end of the year to make up. But still, like I just uh ew, like don't take that away. Don't take that away. So much has been taken away. Only like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of millions of people yeah no days come on give us this one thing coronavirus please virus i thought the same thing when you said it because i feel like nobody says it anymore i feel like nobody says like what it actually is so when you said it i was like what i had a bad bout with insomnia last night and so i fell down a TikTok rabbit hole and eventually found myself on that sound again. I fear that that's where I'll find myself tonight is in a deep, as I finally begin to process what I did today, um, a deep insomnia trip. Today is also the first day in a long time that I have taken my ADHD medication. And so that is also, I'm interested to see how that will affect my um, sleep. So. Well, don't get all too, don't, don't look too excited because you looked excited like you thought I got a new prescription. These are just the leftovers from the last one. <laughs> you you saved them for this conference that you're at? No, I saved them for emergencies. I like have moments where I know that I'm going to need to actually like be on my shit. And so like I've just held on to them 
I just haven't finished the prescription. And so like, this was one of them because I knew I was going to have to drive and then, you know, the conference and presenting. I won't take another one probably the rest of the weekend because I don't really need to be on for the rest of the weekend. But then I'll probably like, I don't know, like, I don't know when I'll take another one the next time. Well, I'm glad that you had it today so that you could fully focus on the treachery that was driving from Grand Rapids to Indianapolis. And the worst part was Michigan, clear. No snow. Terribly, terribly clear. Like, no issues. It was Indiana that was the problem. Yeah. Indiana's always a problem. Yeah, as Indiana often is. (laughs) But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But part of the reason I... Well, it's actually the only reason. I'm in Indianapolis is for a conference, and I presented at that conference tonight. And in the room um, were students from LSU... So Baton Rouge, you might know it as the former um, college town of Joe Burrow. And uh, folks from Iowa State were also in attendance. And Ames, Iowa is where Joe Burrow lived. I was born because that's where um, Jimmy Burrow was coaching uh, at the time. And um, it was a big old Joe Burrow love fest because – Without having an episode posted on Tuesday, I couldn't take the time to gloat and talk about the fact that my Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I still can't say like it still like feels very weird to say. Yes. I've I've enjoyed I mean, I don't I didn't really watch any of the games, just kind of like just keeping up with it on Twitter just for your sake. Um, Thank you. And well, and to your credit, I'm very excited for you and all the Bengals fans. This is very exciting. And to your credit, like you, you do ask the right questions. Like you, like are very good about like about understanding football and like trying to like understand. Like, as you say, like there's not enough ice in the sport, so you're really not all that interested. But uh, at what? So me, Stephen, and Laura are in a group chat. Stephen has made Buffalo or no? Wow, at undo. Skyline chili dip, and I had just picked some up myself or ingredients to to make it at home. And so we were like sending pictures back and forth in that group chat. Bengals go down big time, not going well. I think at one point it was 21 to three. And Laura was like, Can you put this into terms for me? Like, what, like, like, what, what does this mean? And I was like, well, I said, could they could they come back? Right. And so I, trying to, like, relate it back to the Blue Jackets, I was like, it kind of gives me, like, if the Blue Jackets were down 4 nothing going into the first intermission vibes. <laughs> and then then the Bengals scored at the end, like, toward the end of the half, made it 21-10, to 10, and then I, I altered that. I changed it. I said 4-1. It's, like, 4-1 going into the first period, or first intermission. And uh, sure enough, Sure enough, they came back. They eventually, like, they end up in overtime. And overtime in the NFL, as as some listeners may know, as some may not, it's the most convoluted and stupid thing. And so Laura asked, how does this work? And I said, (laughs) you know what? That's actually a great question. Um, Here's – yeah, actually, you were very aware. You said, this may not be the time to ask you this question (laughs) because it was right before overtime started. And uh, this is my reply. Well, ah! <laughs> I just screamed. 
You did. I, you I did just scream. And then, and then I, and then I told you, this is this is real time how I'm reacting, folks. Okay, so if Kansas City scores a touchdown, the game is over. If Kansas City kicks a field goal, then we get a chance to either kick a field goal or score a touchdown to win. If Kansas City doesn't score, then if the Bengals kick a field goal or a touchdown, it's like actually the most fucked up thing. It's like the most fucked up thing. I'm Laura. Laura. So I was not handling that well. Correct. And in full transparency, I was asking about the overtime thing because, A, for your blood pressure. But also because I was curious is if the game was going to be done in time for the Blue Jackets game. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Against the Montreal Canadiens? You were like, I wanted wow, to yeah. know if I was going to be watching the game alone or if you were going to be paying attention to it or not. I will say, even though I watched that game, I didn't pay any attention to it because I was on cloud nine at that time still like nothing could distract me from it but of course evan mcpherson love of my life now officially um over joe burr <laughs> joe burr uh maybe on it no no but like maybe uh wins the game in overtime and this was literally what i said to laura i was like I live in a residence hall. I'm screaming. Like, right? Like, I... you live in a residence hall in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So there's not context. It's not like everybody is celebrating. Yeah. So you're when like I... one of five Bengals fans in this all residence hall. Sure it's less. When I was at OU, that made sense. And I'm, yeah. I tried really, really hard. I did to be supportive in that moment. I am very excited. I texted Pashi, who is a native of uh, Cincinnati, um, and congratulated her and her city. Um, you know, sent a who day in our group chat with Steven. Um, you know, I'm trying. You did all the right things. Also was very confused as to why you had to wait two weeks for the Super Bowl. But then I was like, the inner event planner in me was like, they need some time to prepare. So. I'm so happy that there is nothing to worry about in terms of getting back in time to watch the game from this trip. So I'm very excited about that. I will be going to. Uh, my dad's neck of the woods to watch the Super Bowl with him, which will be really good. But a lot of fun things this weekend. And and the fun, the funny part was, of course, I say to Laura, "Oh, it's like the Blue Jackets are are down four one going into the first intermission, and uh, the Bengals come back and win." And so, you know. In my example, the Jackets overcame a 4-1 deficit to win the game. Well, the Jackets take a 4-1 lead. (laughs) Yeah, he really tried tried to throw some negative doo-doo on this situation uh, for the Blue Jackets-Montreal game on Sunday. But it was true. Like, it was just, like, the weirdest thing that, like I said, it's like the Jackets were down 4-1, so the Jackets go up 4-1. 
and I texted Laura. I said, "There's no way we don't lose this game now that it parallels my my example for the Bengals." But I was wrong. I was wrong about that, and the Blue Jackets did win. Although <laughs> I wasn't certain of it the entire time, like I wasn't sure that that was going to be the outcome. As we've said over the last few weeks, we are certain of nothing. Literally certain of nothing. As the great Patrick Lina has said, you know, we've gone up 4-1 and lost by 7-4. to four. Like, <laughs> so even, even the players are not gambling on this circumstance. Not that they're allowed to. You're not allowed to bet against yourself or on any teams when you're playing in a professional sports league. Um, but yeah, we played the Montreal Canadiens on Sunday, which was like kind of like a PTSD moment to, um, the bubble and the first part of the 21 season because Montreal had no fans. Terrible. If it did, it, it was so bad. It was so bad to watch. And just, like, a lot of weird feelings. Uh, I do believe that that is going to change when Montreal resumes next week um, with the rest of the league after the All-Star break. I think it's going to be, like, not a ton. I think it's, like, 500 fans that they're going to be allowed to have and then slowly working their way back up to 50%. Um, I saw a lot of weird uh, Canadian hates on our Twitter account. Here's the thing, y'all. We've said this before. COVID is real. The Canadian government takes a much better stance on COVID than the United States government does. There's been you, a huge... You say that. You're right. I agree with you. But I also was talking to somebody in Canada. Do you know how much they have to pay for a PCR test? No. They have to pay $200 every time they get tested. And I like that was so crazy to me when I heard that. I was like, Canada. <laughs> what well, I'm not saying no one system is perfect, except for kind of New Zealand, but because they've had very, very few c- cases since COVID started. But you know, but the whole mass gatherings thing, like that's the easiest way to contain it is to stop having mass gatherings. Is that and right? hell? Is that right? Did we not say on this show that we thought we got COVID from going to a Blue Jackets game? Yeah, that was the sarcasm. Yep. (laughs) So it's not that kind of stuff isn't really going to happen in the U.S. anymore because nobody can. Too many people don't understand science and don't understand real life. But I don't think that's necessary to like be rude to Canada about. So, um, but yeah, we faced off against Josh Anderson for the for- first time. I didn't realize it was the first time since we did the direct swap with him and Max Domi. Um, but yeah. And unfortunately, I was so sad. David Savard got hurt or had been playing hurt. And literally the day before our game, they decided that he needed to have surgery and he's going to be out for like eight weeks. But he was in the stands. Um, Sipping espresso. He he had a little espresso cup. Yes, he had just that? like the tiniest, the tiniest little cup. Because um, there's a lot of injured uh, 
Canadians right now. And so they were all just up there chilling. Um, and, but yeah, it was, I mean, again, it was like a dystopian universe because there were no fans and it was weird. Um, the pumped in crowd noise. Um, but we ended up winning. And so that was lovely because we don't do that a whole lot. So, uh, we won six to three. I think the most notable performance of that game is Patrick Line. Um, cause he now has four goals in two games. And I think we're really starting to see his, you know, slowly making his way back. I mean, that's the most he's scored consecutively in a long time. So, um, and they're not like, they weren't like lucky goals. They were definitely very Patrick Line-esque, or as we like to say, Patrick Line doing some Patrick Line shit. Um, so, but yeah, we won. It was nice. And then, you know, we immediately flew home and played that gosh darn bunch of stupid cats. <laughs> yeah, I... Stupid love. good hockey stuff. <laughs> God, they're so good. That's such a good hockey team in Florida. But yeah, um, you know... And for a second there, that game even felt like it was like obtainable. Like it did um, go better. It then it was better. Oh, definitely better than nine two. It couldn't have been worse. It more so. It just like was one of those things. Could have been worse. (laughs) That's fair. Um, We scored four goals. That is double what we did the last time. Yeah, but the worst part about that game is like you you bring it back to five four and like you just feel like maybe you have a chance and then you lose seven to four or eight four. Excuse me, sorry, yeah. sorry. Let me not. Um, but yeah, it just like it's like damn, like it just like felt like it was a lot of the same old, same old. Even though they found ways to score. Yeah, it was a lot. But hey. We no one should have went into that into that game expecting that we were gonna win, and honestly, I am I am just satisfied with the fact that we scored two more goals than we did the last time, and they scored one less. So I mean, the math, I mean, what? So the next one's gonna be seven to seven to six. Yeah, I think we're easing our way up there. End of this month, gonna see him again. So you heard it here first, folks. Seven to six game. We're gonna lose still. But it'll be closer. It'll be less embarrassing. Yeah. So because I don't think anyone used the term embarrassing this time. So I could have. I mean, maybe, but I think the effort was definitely there. It was better. It was definitely better. Um yeah. So I mean, obviously the jackets they had, you know, we're hoping to find a way to go into the All Star break with a three game win streak. That would just feel good, right? You don't play hockey for a week, um, you know. Being able to say, okay, like once we come off off of this break, we're gonna be, we're gonna be looking for game number four in a row. Uh, instead, they'll look for game one. They'll look for game one of a winning streak, and that's okay. I mean, again, hey, we love a fresh start. We love a yeah, fresh start. We do, we do. And you know what else we love? Hmm. We love making money off the Cincinnati Bengals because I know that's what I'm going to be doing because I'm going to be betting money on the Cincinnati Bengals and you know how I'm going to be doing that? 
DraftKings. I'm going to be doing it through our friends at DraftKings. And hold up, guys. I've got some good news for some our listeners in the state of New York because uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live there, meaning that you can bet from almost a third of the country. DraftKings Sportsbook is live in almost a third of the states in the country. And the moment we've been waiting for since September, it's finally here. And as you all know, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a part of that matchup. And in honor of this big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. You're just going to bet $5, and you're going to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, when I say if your team wins, who's that team, Laura? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I was muted. The Cincinnati Bengals. Who day? Who day? Who do I think is going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. Definitely not the Rams. Uh, so if you are one of the states that is not uh, able to play DraftKings Sportsbook, um, you can still play fantasy sports. You can still play daily fantasy sports, and uh, you're going to be able to win money for Super Bowl 56 that way as well. And you're going to get your free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 250 or excuse me, 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line. 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 46739. I'm not sure what... There are a lot of new words in that one. Were and Ho Penny was one of them, and I don't know what that means, and I don't know what that is. Hope New York, it's Hope New York. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not Ho Penny. <laughs> so glad it's not Ho Penny. <laughs> Also very glad that I don't read the DraftKings ads because I have, it doesn't come out as much on here. I definitely have a diagnosed speech impediment for, since a child and it would have messed that up so I terribly. I was not ready for it to say Hope New York and for me to read it Hope <laughs> Wait, actually, this is going to, I'm not going to say the word because it's inappropriate. Uh-huh. I drove by a sign the other day on the way home from work that said psychic. Oh God. What did you think it said? And in my head, I read it P S Y, which is kind of. Uh-huh. Chic. So I thought it was P S Y chic. So I don't know what's going on with my reading comprehension. Um, but I literally. <laughs> I think it's the lack of that ADHD medication. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is, but it is not going great. I was just like, that is nuts. But it's okay. I just got distracted by my own tattoo. 
Sure, sure. No, well, I while you were talking, I we got a notification on our Twitter, so I was looking at that, and then the struggle to get unmuted, and I looked over at my right arm, and I'm wearing a shirt that is shorter sleeved than I normally wear when we record. Yeah. And so most of the time you can't see my butterfly, my new butterfly tattoo. And I was like, what is that on my arm? And then I was like, you're dumb. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, Hey, speaking of gambling and this is not another, this is not another draft Kings read. Um, No, but it is a super fun thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah, Zach Orensky is in Las Vegas, Nevada for the NHL All-Star Game. So, um, obviously, a lot of really cool and fun things happening in in Vegas this weekend. A lot of new additions to the NHL Skills Competition, which it looks like Zach is going to be participating in one of those things. He might be participating in the Fountain situation. Um, I... Th- that just seems manic to me, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I personally manic and also- damp. <laughs> manic and damp might have to be the name of this episode, but um, I think the other game is uh, twenty one. They're playing blackjack, where they like mm. shoot the puck and like hit the, you know, hit the the numbers and stuff. And you know what that reminds me of so deeply. Uh. Just in general, going to the casino. No, do you? Were you a game show network person? Like, did you watch the game show network? We've had this discussion before, occasionally, but not nearly as dedicated as you were to the game okay. show. Network. So, is his name Alonzo Ribeiro, the guy who played Carlton and the freshman? Yeah, Taylor? he hosts America's Sunniest Home Videos too. Well, he also hosted a game on the Game Show Network that was literally blackjack, and I th- and it makes me think of that. Like it's like giving me that vibes. This game that they're playing, um, but they seem like a lot of fun. They seem like a good, a new twist to try to like get people on board. It's kind of it kind of to me like reminds me of like the NBA dunk contest where it's like so. I mean, yes, it's like obviously a demonstration of skill, but it's very much this like big thing that's like gaudy and it's you know what have you and i think that that's kind of what this is and i think that's a really good way to bring people in yes and i believe what zach is doing or at least the one skills thing that he's doing is he is uh, going to be positioned on a platform in the middle of the Bellagio um, Hotel's fountain which if you're familiar at all with vegas the Bellagio has this gigantic small pond out in front of it essentially wait you say gigantic small pond i did it didn't really so much make sense large fountain essentially the size of a decent pond in front of it if you're a country folk like me um and it has the big like arching like fountain torrents in it and Zach is going to be positioned on a platform with other NHL players. And I believe the thing that they're trying to do is they're trying to hit targets while through the fountain. I almost thought they were like multiple of these little like platforms. And I almost thought they had to pass them to each other on the platforms. I don't, the way that um, Dylan Tyre and 
uh, Jeff Sabota explained it during the new weekly fan chat on Twitter. Um, yeah, last night, which would have been Wednesday. Um, it sounded like they were going to have to shoot it through the fountain. Yeah, the fountains are going to be on, so they're going to have to like get get wherever they need to put the puck. They're going to have to do it through the fountain. Yes. So, and it did look like Zach had some sort of like water situation like on him so it just is gonna be chaos and i absolutely love that but of course you know we could talk about the all-star game we could talk about zach being an all-star all we want but i thought it might be fun for us to think about a couple blue jackets related questions as it pertains to the theme of the all-star game which is just like vegas right like you know thinking through gambling what have you and so laura my first question to you, my friend, is if you had to pick any game in the casino to best describe the 2021-2022 Columbus Blue Jackets season thus far, how would you do so? Ooh, this is a really good question. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not a casino expertise, like expert. Jeremy is much more versed in the casino than I am. Um, I actually got made fun of by two of our other friends the other day um, because I just said that mostly I focus on slots um, because that's my safe zone. But so I kind of feel like the Blue Jackets in something that's easier for me to understand. The Blue Jackets are like we're going to make them like a 50 cent slot. So like, they're really right in that line of like 50, 50, like you're, you're not a penny slot. You're not a quarter slot, but you're not a dollar slot. And you're not any of these crazy ones where you put in like minimum bid is like $10, but you're really right in that line of like, you have the potential and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But the specific theme is going to be the one that I desperately wanted to play the last time we were at the casino. And we had to do like 75 laps before these old ladies would leave it. The Monster Mash. <laughs> Slot machine. Yeah, it did take forever for them to leave. They must have been having a heater that obviously we did not have. Correct. I think so we waited me, what? 20 minutes what? for that slot. We waited like 20 minutes for that slot and then we were done in four. Yeah. We we lost big time on the Monster Mesh um, slot. But that's that would be my my description of the Blue Jackets would be the 50, 50 cents a pull Monster Mesh slot machine. I love that. Well, I actually you know me. I'm a table game kind of bitch, but <laughs> I I'm also going to go slot machine, a very specific one for this. And is it the Buffalo one? It's not the Buffalo Stampede <laughs> game. Um, no, it's the one. So like, it's the classic. Like, it's the one that like has like the bars and the sevens and the super spin or super hit or whatever it says. And it's that game. And I say that because it's classic. Everybody kind of knows what it is. Like, you recognize it. You kind of understand what what you're getting, like you know what it is, but no, like I don't know what wins. 
like I don't know what sevens have to match up. I don't know what bar thing has to hit on the same line. I don't know any of that. All I know is that I hit the button and sometimes it makes a pretty sound and I win money. And that to me is the blue jackets this year. Sometimes things just align and for whatever reason it makes a really pretty sound and they win. Other times things that look like they should be good I don't know why certain sevens don't make money together. They don't. But similarly, um, sometimes uh, things that the Blue Jackets come up with also don't win. And so I think it's a good, like, metaphor all around. Be like, yeah, like, this is everywhere. I'm very familiar with the brand of the sevens, of the bar, of all that kind of stuff. Um, But I don't know how it works. And I, I just know that sometimes it makes me happy and, and other times it doesn't. And that to me feels very much like the Blue Jackets um, season to me so far. Well, and I think also with that being a more classic example than my Monster Mash circumstance, because I also don't know why certain vampires don't make money or certain combinations of zombies and witches, um, why they don't. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's very much so like as as Brad Larson and the coaching staff pulls that lever every time they put together a new combination of thing, they're just kind of like keeping their fingers crossed and running, rubbing their lucky rabbit's foot and, you know, doing all those things, shaking their change cup. Um, I forgot about that. I forgot about rabbit's feet until just now. I don't know why. What was I? Oh my gosh. Uh, Such a small selection of people are going to know this, but so I just, I've been watching Outlander and for those who are unfamiliar it is a show about time travel where a woman travels from the 1940s back to the 1700s in scotland (laughs) anyway there's a lot of like superstition things in there and recently there was a whole thing about so that's why i thought about it but that's fair but we are we we are not support of the Carrying of real rabbit's feet. Get a fake one. I'm not not in support of it. Bunnies. I know, but I'm not PETA. But bunnies. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, like, preferably, like, it's a bunny that died of natural causes, and that's, like, why you have the rabbit's foot. Like, I'm not, like... Okay. Although there is a soup and soup that has rabbit in it that's pretty good. Really? Yeah, it also has rattlesnake in it. I haven't been to Zoop since that um, time that we went before a game and had to sit right beside the door opening, and it was like a polar vortex. That is horrible. I do remember that. It's funny because Zoop is actually like it was bigger in Grand Rapids before it like came down to Columbus, and so our like my friend Emily uh, was so excited when it opened in Columbus, and now I understand why. Like now I'm like getting it, but. They're opening the first Canes in uh, Michigan. Near you? Ish. It's in East Lansing. So it's like on the <laughs> way, like to and from anywhere <laughs> I need to go to visit people. So like it, it feels like it's a good like get it on the way home from Columbus or get it on the way home, which is dumb because like if I'm in Columbus, like I'm just going to like, why would I not just get it in Columbus? But um, granted, there, there are other eateries in Columbus that I'm trying to go to. Let's be honest. Say, did you not want me to pick you up at the airport with like some canes on our way to get ramen? No, I think I think I would probably pass away, and I'd rather have uh, chicken from Mexico 
then. That is true. So good. I there are very few places I will gladly sponsor for free. Um, Mexico is one of them on Bethel Road in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, if you're at all into ramen, um, go there because it is absolutely phenomenal. And it's just this cute little hole in the wall place. And if you like bow too, they have some of the best bow buns I have ever had. They're really good. So yummy. All right. So we've picked the games. We've picked the games that we would most identify the Blue Jackets to being this season. Uh, How about a player... If, if I told you, like, Laura, put $10 on any player to surprise me for the rest of the season, uh, who's your underdog? Who are you taking and why? Um, I think, and for the life of me, I can't remember which one of them said it last night during the chat, but I just remember, and I meant to text you because – I kind of said this early on in this season, but I'm very excited that more people are going to jump on the Adam Boquist train because I like really feel passionately about what this kid, even in a struggling season, what this kid is going to bring. If he can stay healthy, like I just think we are just now seeing just the smallest bits of his potential. Like I am very in on Adam Boquist and I just can't wait to see what the second half of the season like brings for him. Like, like I said, if he can stay healthy, which is a hard press thing for defensemen, especially because they are taking the big hits and they are making the bigger risks when it comes to stopping things and, and whatnot. But I just think, and he's everything that like, Blue Jackets fans love about a defenseman because he's an offensive defenseman. He likes to score when he can. Um, and yeah, I I'm I'm putting all my chips on Adam Belquist. I like it. I like it. So you're moving, you're playing roulette, you're putting all of it in on 27. I can respect it. I okay, hear me out. Because I'm a fan. If you give me 10 free dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on the player with the biggest odds. Like I'm going to put it on the player that's going to get me the biggest return. And so there are two players that I've got that I, I'm tempted to split and put five on each because I'm taking a, a trick out of your playbook. Oh, <laughs> the one is Emil Benstrom. Sure. Okay. And the other is Liam Foodie. <laughs> I interesting choice. Seeing as Liam Foodie has only played one game, one yeah. two games. Correct. So the Jackets obviously struggling with injuries, right? And mm. currently struggling big time with injuries to <clears throat> Alexander Texier and to Eric Robinson. Um, Eric Robinson, since we last recorded out six weeks after a hit in the Panthers game, was the, yeah, because it was Radko Goose yeah. was the one that hit him. Um, so 
Obviously, it could have been so out. much. What could have been so much worse? It's just an MCL like strain. His ACL is fine. Um, yes, sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, so I, to me, you're seeing like a little bit of a of an opportunity for somebody to maybe grab some more um, top nine minutes. And of course, Emil Bemstrom currently on the team. He's somebody who I think could fill into some of these places, hopefully. Like, especially I think about like in and out, in like in and around like where Alexander Texier was playing. Because, you know, prior to his injury, um, even Igor Chinikov was playing back. Igor Chinikov's another player that I wanted to put my money on. Uh, was playing back with Sean Crowley, with Eric Robinson, trying to do basically what happened with Tex, where like Texier really found his game, found his confidence. And so there's space there. Like there's space, like there hasn't been before because players like Cole Sillinger and players like Igor Chinikov have like taken up those minutes. But now, now it could get interesting. And I mean, another injury, like over the course of the next few weeks, I don't know, there's a trade deadline coming up and we're probably going to lose people. So, and, and one of them, if not three of them, could be forwards. I mean, like, it's not, like, outside of the realm of possibility that we could lose up to three forwards at the trade deadline. If that happens, plenty of room on this roster for a player like Emil Bemstrom or Liam Foody to prove themselves. And a player like Emil Bemstrom, he has to prove himself, or else he's not going to get another contract. He's going to go the way of Lucas Sedlak, and he's going to sign a deal in Sweden, and he's going to go back home, and he's going to play there, and he's going to tear it up there, and he's never going to play in the NHL again. So it's, like, one of, like, it's just... It's just a, a big time – it's a big bet. It's a big risky bet. But, uh, like, it just feels like a win-win for me. Yeah, I mean, now that you've explained it, I think it makes a lot more sense. And obviously, like, as frustrating as Bemstrom's season has been, and that's not entirely his fault either. He got sidelined um, in training camp. Uh, with an injury so he did not start the season with the team um and you know has it has been a slow start since getting him back and you're right you know the blue jackets you know the type of season that we're having um the fact that we are gonna get plagued with um injuries going down you know the, the second half of the season like you said you know eric robinson is out for six weeks alexander texier four weeks with a broken finger. Um, Jake Bean is out four weeks with a groin strain. Um, you know, and, and more of those things are going to happen. Also, Lord knows, you know, the irony of this whole, like they're not going to the Olympics because of COVID situation. And then the minute that games pause for the all-star break, they're all traveling this out of the other way uh, for vacation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the COVID numbers. Cause yes, now in February, we're not testing asymptomatic, asymptomatic players anymore, but trust me, some of those players are going to have symptoms. So they will get tested and end up on COVID protocol. But um, so yeah, this isn't a, a prime opportunity for someone like Emil Bamistrom to, to, find his way in into those upper lines and to find his way to like 
start making some moves and for Liam Foodie to come back into the lineup and for a couple other other of these guys that um, are performing well in Cleveland. Cleveland as a whole is not doing great. <laughs> but there are some like shining moments with, you know, your Trey Fix Wolanski's, like Tyler Angle. Um, you know, you're getting some of these players that are having some really good personal seasons. Um, and then, of course, the high likelihood that at the ending of our season, we might get to see Kent Johnson on the ice in a Blue Jacket sweater, which is incredibly exciting. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be in every good rebuild, we get all these lovely moments to start seeing what the future of this team is going to look like um, over the course of the next few years. So. I was nervous at first when you said you're two, but I like them. Understandably so. So I, I can't be too upset with you in terms of that. But shameless little plug, if you are interested in learning more about Trey Fix Wolanski, um, myself and Dina Weinheimer, you all remember Dina, um, Field Pass Hockey's own Dina Weinheimer, uh, and I sat down uh, for the Holy Grail podcast with him. It was like a 15-minute interview. Super cool dude. Like, super cool dude. I really want to get him on this show. I think he'd be a good time. Uh, so that's my goal, is to get him on the show, hopefully soon. So hopefully some of our listeners can can get a vibe for him. And, and he's a good time. I'm rooting for him so hard to get up at, at some point this year. I, and I think he will. Like, I think... Dylan Shires, right? Like where he talks about like how high this organization is on him. And um, it's going to be really cool to see. Hopefully that'll happen for him. But yeah, I mean, just a lot of gambles to be made for the Blue Jackets. Uh, there's no denying that. And I think it's just very topical that they just happen to be in Vegas this weekend. Um, and as we're wrapping up, just a couple of things on my radar. Um, and then I'll throw it over to you for anything that might be on yours. But um, obviously earlier this week, um, the Blue Jackets are among a couple of teams uh, and just like, you know, entities that celebrated women in sports. And I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to you, my friend, Laura, for always being just such a wonderful, um, wonderful voice for women in, in sports and, and hockey and just showing women that they deserve to be any and everywhere um, that men are, um, that all folks are. And it is just so cool to be with you on that journey and support you and, and be an ally for you in that journey. And uh, you do it with such grace. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm also grateful for the other wonderful women who have given themselves to the work that they do. Uh, you know, Catherine Dobbs, you know, our love, our love for her. Um but then, of course, everyone else that we always have fangirled over on this podcast, like Allison Lucan, people like that, you know, who are just really just pivotal and incredible members of the hockey community and of the sports community. And similarly, in a, in a similar fashion, also, um, you know, celebrating and recognizing Black History Month and all of the, um, you know, contributions of Black folks to the sport of hockey yesterday, today, and in the future. And just hoping that as we continue to move forward, uh, you know, in in hockey, you know, obviously the last month has been difficult. Um, you know, a lot of roller coaster of emotions in terms of 
of blackness in hockey in terms of celebrating Leo Rees' jersey retirement to then multiple suspensions in multiple leagues due to bigotry, due to racial bias and, and racial hate. And so obviously this Black History Month, we reflect on that and we reflect on the ways that we can continue to be better allies here at Subjectively Speaking, but then also just how we can continue to give back to the community. Oh, thank you, friends. Um, yeah, I I will be the first to admit I do not always um, hold a very high level of confidence in myself as someone, um, as a female voice in the sports community. Um, but as we've grown this show and as we've been given certain opportunities and earned certain opportunities and worked hard for certain opportunities just in in building this this show and this business and this community of ours like um this was never a place that i thought that i would ever hold any any ground or any water um and i feel very lucky to be um given the opportunity to um, explore my love of this sport and have even just a, a small inkling um, and voice in this community. Um, and hopefully, even if it just inspires one other, you know, girl to girl or woman to take a step towards um, pursuing, you know, anything in sports, whether that's playing, watching, you know, talking into the void, whatever it may be, um, <laughs> involving sports, every new woman, person of color, uh, gender non-conforming, um, new identity person that comes into this sport makes this sport a better place. And until people realize that this sport doesn't exist without those um groups um you know we just have to do everything that we can to show that we have a voice and show that we have a right to be here just as much as anybody else and you know with black history month with hockey is for everyone coming up soon for the columbus blue jackets which we will have more to talk about that in our next episode um you know, I just, I just appreciate you honoring me in that way. And, and to all the women who I absolutely just look up to in so many ways, um, and who have supported me, um, as we've, we've gone through this, thank you. And I so look forward to continuing to work with you and yeah, more, more girls in sports, more people of color, you know, let's do this. And friend, where can everybody find us at? Um, you can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod, on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. You can check out our website, SubjectivelySpeaking.com. You can also support, and this will come in handy next week, like uh, I um, hinted at. You can find some super cool merch of ours at our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Um, if you want to support us and support a fun little project that we are going to launch next week. 
Um, you can also rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Like we said, uh, new to 2022, you can rate and review on Spotify. Um, and you can also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, <laughs> hit that five stars. Please, I'm tired of seeing the number 38. I would love, love to see 39. Heck, even, even, even seeing 40 would just make my whole day. So I, think Boone, huh? I think Boone Jenner's got a bone to pick with you. You sick of seeing number 38. I mean, I love 38 on his jersey. But we're trying to be big Daniil Tarasov fans, so get us to 40. Yes. And then I'll stop saying uh, mixed reviews of Alexander Texier. If you can get us to 42. <laughs> Listen, I feel like he's given you all the reasons to to stop doubting him, at least in the last, you know, aside from breaking his finger. But what are you going to well, do? I'm going to do the best of us. But is there anything else on your radar, friend? Or uh, No, not really. I mean, just the, um, excited to see what Zach does this weekend for the All-Star Game. Also, big shout out to our friend of the podcast, Mike Todd who is in Vegas hosting all of the mascot-related games and frivolity. To me, the perfect uh, gig for him at something like that. Like, it just is very him. Like, I love every yes. second of it. Um, so big shout-outs to him and to Stinger. Um, hopefully Stinger can take home some prizes uh, and some, you know, trophy of some sorts um hopefully push over gritty at some point for me people want stinger and gritty content i'm just saying and whether it's whether it's stinger pushing gritty over as you're requesting or anything else i would just really enjoy some stinger and gritty content so mike if you're listening and you can make that happen let us know yes so yeah just excited for that and then excited that it won't be too long before our blue jackets grace the ice again um but we can talk all about that on tuesday's episode well i look forward to tuesday's episode and when you all are watching the all-star game and when you are tweeting away make sure you all keep it fun and tune in to the next edition of subjectively speaking coming to you next tuesday until then stay well drive safe on the roads take care of yourself take care of your car and we'll chat soon bye